0: друзья! My name is Fedor and welcome back to Be Fluent in Russian podcast where we learn Russian, train our listening, learn vocabulary and just improve our overall Russian as a whole. Today we have a three-part podcast. Of course, we're going to have the main part at the end, which is going to be just me talking about, you know, just having the monologue on Russian. But the first part is going to be some vocabulary, 10 phrases that are very, very useful, that... Probably I use, if not every day, at least every week. These phrases are very crucial and they are used when we communicate with one one another about something. We ask for something. We tell somebody something. So these things are truly important. I'm not just giving you guys some phrases that I found online or that I think are going to be useful or A1, A2 level. No, I'm thinking about... What can be useful for you guys if you one day get to Russia, or you have Russian friends, if you go out somewhere? What things can you talk about with them? That's the phrases that I bring to you. And then, after we mention these phrases, I have one tip when it comes to learning new words, and one tip for learning Russian as a whole, or in fact, any language whatsoever. So. Stick around for that as well. So, we're going to go first vocabulary, then that little piece of advice. And then uh, the, the latest part is going to be me just simply speaking, having a monologue in Russian. Okay? So, let's start with some vocabulary. First phrase is, напомни мне. Напомни мне means remind me. So, напомни means remind. It's an imperative form. So, you're giving a command to someone. Remind me. Okay, and мне, of course, means me. And this one can be, I use this a lot when we have, you know, we have BeFluent. And so it's it's a team of, of people working. And if somebody asks me something, saying, hey, can you publish this, you know, maybe teaser for a new video, right? I'll say, hey, I'm actually driving right now, so can you please remind me later? And I can say, "napomni which means remind me in the evening. So, напомни мне вечером, remind me in the evening, a very useful phrase. Then we have ты прав. Ты прав means you are right for guys. Whenever a guy is right, you're referring to a guy, that he is right. Or ты права when it comes to a female who is who is right. Okay, a a girl or a, a woman, right? So, Ты прав, or ты права, for you are right. And this is my favorite phrase to hear from my wife, when she says, you're right. It's not that easy for her to say that. <laughs> she doesn't say it too much, but it's a very good phrase to hear. Ты прав. права. Then we have хорошего дня. Хорошего дня means have a good day. Хорошего дня is, let's say you're exiting something, and then you say, хорошего дня, have a good day. This is just something to be polite with people whenever you, you know, maybe they served you, maybe it's a waiter at a restaurant, taxi driver, maybe you go to the movie theater and then you watch the movie, now you're leaving, you can say хорошего дня. So yeah, I guess uh, one more example of when I use this is we take taxis a lot. I take taxis a lot and every time I leave I say до свидания, goodbye, хорошего дня. Have a good day. Kind of like that. Also, when we get on the phone with our developing team, developers team, at the end of the call I say, alright guys, it's nice talking to you. Хорошего дня. Have a good day everybody. You know, have a good working day. Alright, next phrase is Я убираюсь. Я убираюсь means I'm cleaning up. Я убираюсь. This is just a phrase that we can talk about when you're cleaning up your apartment, your room, whatever it might be. Я убираюсь. Of course, Я means I. means cleaning up. Then, number five is ya занят. For guys, if you are busy, you say ya занят. It means I'm occupied, I'm preoccupied, I'm busy. Or if you're a lady, you say Я занята. Я занята means I'm busy if you are a lady. Now, this can be used when you're on the phone. When you just get on the phone and somebody calls you, say hey. And they start talking about some not important things. And you can say, я занят, давай попозже. Я занят, давай попозже means, I'm busy, let's do it later. Okay, so я занят, or я занята. Then we have, не, шуми. не шуми, don't be loud. Не шуми. I guess, some of you guys know how to say quiet, тихо, right? <laughs> but if you tell somebody quiet, it's kind of rude. Right? Instead, if you say, don't be loud, it's a bit more polite. And I think um, people, if you say it to someone, they will receive it much lighter than saying, quiet, shush. Right? <laughs> so, nishumi is a good way to say, don't be loud. Then we have a similar one, chvatit krichat, Stop screaming. Stop yelling mostly. The screaming is a bit different. Хватит кричать means stop um, screaming. Хватит means it's enough. Хватит. <laughs> means to yell or to scream. It's enough of this yelling, it's enough to scream. Okay, we've had enough, stop, stop doing this. Then we have Открой окно, which means open up a window or crack a window. Открой окно. A funny fact, well not, not funny really, but a good cultural note to, to take away from this one is that in Russia or in Russian culture, maybe not even just in Russian culture, but in the whole CIS region, um, you know, post-USSR countries, the culture is not really too polite if we compare it to the American culture or European culture. We don't really say, can you please open up a window? Can you please do this? Sometimes we say it to people that we don't know. Again, a waiter, a person on the street, they don't owe you nothing, right? So you're being extra polite, asking for a favor. But if it's just your friend, you're most likely just going to say, open a window. And it's not considered to be rude in any stretch of the imagination. You're just simply saying, hey, open a window. It's more to the point, okay? So this phrase, kroy akno," open up a window, it's not too rude, okay? Or it's not offensive, it's not like you're giving a command to someone. Or different variation of this is atkroy akoshka. So we had akno, now we have akoshka. This is the same exact meaning, the same exact thing. Open up a window. But akoshka is a bit more I guess softer language. Akoshka is just the way we call window, not too I guess Akno is more dictionary. Akoshka is like open up open up this little window. Kind of like that. You can also hear this one, but I guess if you say "atkroy akno, it's not going to be wrong in, in any sense, but you might hear "atkroy akoshka" as well, okay? Then, let's say you're driving for a long time. Maybe you're going to work for an hour or so, and you have somebody with you, and they say, Ne хочешь Do you want to stop? Or do you, I guess, do you mind stopping? Maybe... And th- this, like, um, question formation, do you not want to stop, because we have не хочешь, do you not want to stop, it's a bit counterintuitive, but in Russian we do say it a lot. Не хочешь, do something, не хочешь поесть. do you not want to, want to eat, or do you want to eat, or would you like to eat, like that, it doesn't mean that you don't want to eat, but it's a more, I guess, po- uh, polite, or Again, soft language. Say "nihočes" and then do something to say if you want to do something. Okay? Hope I'm making sense. And so this phrase "nihočes Would you want to stop? Maybe you want to go to the restroom. Maybe you're hungry. Maybe you just simply to want to stretch because it's been a long ride on a road trip somewhere. So "nihočes astanavitsa"? Do you want to stop? But I guess this phrase can be used. As a basis for other, you know, requests or questions. With не do something. When you want to propose something, you can say. Не хочешь v magazine." Do you want to go to the store? Ne do you want to go to the movies? It's being more polite. Okay? And the last phrase is. Помоги mne." mne," Which means help me. And "pomagij" means help. Of course, mne means to me or me. So, help me, Okay. So we have ten phrases: мне, remind me; ты прав, ты права, you're right; дня, have a good day; убираюсь, I'm clean, clean, cleaning up; tongue twister; i занят, I'm busy; шуми, don't be loud; do don't scream. Открой окно, or открой окошко, open up a window, не хочешь остановиться, means do you want to stop, or would you like to stop, and помоги мне, means help me, help me, okay? And and a bit of a tip, fluency tip, let's call it that, fluency tip, from me to you today, whenever you practice vocabulary in Russian, or any other language, you have to, have to, It's not up to debate. Practice your vocabulary twice a day. Okay? Twice is the best, I guess, time to do it in a day. And do it in the morning and then in the evening. Primarily, if you can wake up and do it. And then before you go to sleep, you do it. The reason why we do need to practice vocabulary and the best way to do it is flashcards is because... If you just watch a video, or listen to this podcast, you have 10 phrases that you heard today. And now you may remember some of them. Some phrase may sound funny to you, so you take away the pronunciation of it quite easily. But if you wake up tomorrow and I'll ask you, how do you say I'm busy? Most likely you won't remember that it is Я zanet" or Я занята". Okay? That's why we have to practice this daily. You add these new phrases or new words to a list of vocabulary vocabulary that you practice. The best way to do it, like I said, is flashcards. Because a lot of flashcard apps, what they will do is they will put hard words that you don't seem to get as easily in a quick pile. So you see them more frequently. The ones that are super easy, They put it in a long or, I guess, yeah, um, long pile. Because you don't see them as frequently at all. So a simple word, you can see it maybe like once a week or something. But a word that you're struggling with, you will see it maybe every day. Okay? The reason why we have to practice this daily is because right now, when I say a word, it sounds like you'll never forget it. Oh, it's an easy one. It sounds so simple. I can say it anytime. But I can guarantee that if you think that for, let's say, half a year and you never practice the words that you've been learning. If I were to task you to speak to a native right on the spot, I can guarantee that you won't be able to do it because you haven't practiced recalling the words. So what makes you think that you're going to be able to recall those words on the spot, especially when you have that social pressure on top of just simply your memory pressure? It's going to be very hard. So I do encourage all of you guys, if you don't already have a flashcard routine, do it today. Start doing it today. Start building up your flashcard decks. And if you have another way of practicing vocabulary that helps you, then of course go for it. But you simply cannot expect to know the phrases, to to, to know the words, if you don't challenge your, your brain to recall them each day. Right now, I'm learning a second language. It's Turkish. And a lot of phrases, when I watch a video on YouTube, 50 words every beginner uh, must know. Right? I learn merhaba, which is hello. I learn salam, which is a high, more, I guess, informal. Those are super easy. I heard them once. I said them three times. Now I know how to say them. Because, first of all, I've heard salam before in other languages as well. But then there will be some phrases that for the life of me, I cannot get. I've I seen them maybe like 10 times already in my flashcards. And I still, just now before this podcast, I was doing my flashcards. And this uh, verb, even now I cannot recall it. <laughs> it's Olmak, um, Gelmak, whatever uh, um, infinitives they are. They mean like to take or to get or to come. And it's just, they all seem like sounding to me. So it's hard for me to distinguish which one is which. But unless I practice them daily and with each of them I build some sort of connection or some sort of logical explanation for why they are spelled the way they are spelled, I will not be able to remember them. Okay? So I do encourage all of you guys to, to start your own flashcard deck today. Okay. Now that's done. First two parts of the, of this podcast are done. Now, I will have a short monologue about podcasts. podcast. Versus YouTube videos for when it comes to learning stuff, when it comes to our content, BeFluence content and other things that I have observed over the maybe what, like 10 years of YouTube's existence and maybe two three years of me actively listening to podcasts and having this podcast for I think one year now. I think the very first episode was posted in September, I believe last year. So, yeah. I'll be talking about all of that and it should be interesting because there's going to be a lot of technical vocabulary when it comes to podcasts and videos and things like that. So, let's get right into this. Я очень люблю смотреть видео на YouTube. Также я люблю слушать подкасты. Обычно я слушаю подкасты в Spotify. У меня телефон Android, и у меня нет Apple подкаст. Я слушаю подкасты на Spotify. Мне удобно слушать подкасты на Spotify. И сейчас подкасты очень популярны. Очень. Каждый каждый YouTube канал, у каждого YouTube канала есть свой подкаст. Раньше, я думаю, что Instagram была... Новая платформа. Если ты хороший ютубер, у тебя должен быть инстаграм. Сейчас, если ты хороший ютубер, у тебя должен быть подкаст. У всех есть подкасты. И это хорошо. Потому что через подкаст очень легко понять, кто этот человек, кто он. Потому что на Ютубе обычно это 5 минут видео, 6, 7, 8 минут. А подкасты, может быть, 30 минут, 1 час и так далее. И гораздо легче, way easier, гораздо легче, means way easier, понять, кто человек, кто этот человек. Потому что это... Это более реальная платформа. It's a more real platform podcast. Я слушаю, может быть, три подкаста, но чаще всего, чаще всего means most frequently, я слушаю Джо Роган подкаст. Я думаю, что вы все знаете Джо Роган подкасты, они очень популярные, они очень интересны для меня. Потому что там люди рассказывают о том, что они знают очень хорошо, очень хорошо. Это учёные, это политики. И также иногда там есть люди, которые занимаются комедией, которые комики. Комики приходят к Джо Рогану, потому что он тоже комик и это его друзья. Поэтому очень интересно слушать подкасты. Но давайте поговорим и сравним, сравним, let's compare подкасты и YouTube видео для изучения новых материалов. Let's compare podcasts and YouTube when it comes to learning new materials. Изучение новых материалов means learning new materials. Обычно Я смотрю видео на ютубе, если у меня есть вопрос. Если у меня есть вопрос про турецкий язык, если у меня есть вопрос про русский язык, если у меня есть вопрос про программирование, about programming, если у меня есть вопрос про um, йогу, йога, я всегда могу найти ответ на ютубе Но также я слушаю, я изучаю материалы materials, через подкасты, когда мне интересна вся тема. Вся не один вопрос, а вся тема not one question, but the whole topic. Тогда я слушаю подкасты. Потому что обычно, когда человек может говорить про одну тему, 1 час или 2 часа, это очень широкая, большая тема, и это мне нравится. Я понимаю, что нужно изучать, изучать материалы на ютубе и через подкасты, но давайте также поговорим про подкасты для меня, для BeFluent подкасты или YouTube-видео. Сейчас мы делаем два подкаста каждую неделю. Этот подкаст и ещё один подкаст у нас вышел на этой неделе. И я, и мы делаем одно видео на YouTube каждую неделю. Одно видео и два подкаста. Я начинаю понимать, что мне приятно делать подкасты, очень приятно, потому что на ютубе ты должен найти тему, ты должен думать, хм, что будет интересно, что люди хотят увидеть, а в подкастах я думаю, о чём я хочу рассказать, что я хочу сделать, И мне приятно, приятнее делать контент, который мне интересно делать. Очень-очень-очень легко это делается и и очень приятнее. Потому что также я заметил, что на Ютубе может быть 5000 просмотров, 5000 тысяч. 5,000 views просмотров на одном видео и тысяч на другом. It can be 5,000 views on one one video and 500 views on another video. Но в подкастах такого нет. Подкасты, они все примерно одинаково. Люди слушают все подкасты, которые у тебя есть. А на Ютубе, если видео плохое, Может быть, две тысячи, три тысячи. Если оно хорошее, может быть, 1 миллион. И поэтому подкасты – это более стабильная uh, платформа. Podcasts are the stab- most stable platform. Потому что нет кликбейта. <laughs> нет кликбейта, должно кликбейт. No И для меня так проще. Потому что я не хочу угадывать, I want to guess, что люди хотят увидеть. Я не хочу. Я хочу делать полезный контент, полезную информацию для вас. И для меня это очень приятно. И также записывать подкаст легко. Мне не нужно записывать видео, камера, хороший свет, good lighting и так далее. Мне просто нужно, чтобы был хороший звук, и это легко сделать. И поэтому мы сейчас сделаем два подкаста в неделю. Может быть, потом будет три подкаста в неделю, я не знаю. (laughs) Но сейчас мне очень нравится… I really like recording these podcasts. Really, really like them. Очень нравится записывать подкасты. Okay, let me actually get up and talk about this… Let me get up and talk about this in English and walk around because I'm sitting down and it's a bit I'm too cramped and I think if I walk around it's, my speech is gonna be a bit more alive in English and it's really a Topic that I think you guys might want to hear as well in English and what I pretty much just said I Said that it's more pleasant for me to record podcasts. I like it that it's a bit more Straight to the point. It's a better format for teaching videos or teaching lessons that we've been having on on, on YouTube before as well. It fits the... um, Let's get to the point and learn the whole topic altogether better. Versus trying to fit something very... Very difficult into a small 5-minute, 6-minute video where you had to to be precise or people would drop off and not listen to your stuff. You know, it's a bit less pressure, I guess. ...to perform well. And also what I would said in, in, in the podcast before... ...you can of course listen to it if you are interested... ...in the Russian version of it. But what I also said was that... ...there's no clickbait. There's no clickbait in podcasts. And how it works... ...of course you guys don't see the numbers behind... ...the stats behind uh, these podcasts... ...or other people's podcasts. But what I have found is that... ...on YouTube you can have two videos... One can have, let's say, 100 views, and another one can have 100,000 views on the same channel, with the same topic, sometimes even the same delivery and everything. It depends on the thumbnail, it depends on how the uh, YouTube algorithm pushes your stuff. With podcasts, it's different. Podcast is really, there's no clickbait as much. It's, more, it's less about the presentation, it's more about the content. It's more about what you say, how you teach people, what you do in your podcast. And that's what I really, really enjoy. Is because I don't have to chase these kind of almost fake, I will not say fake, but non-relevant things to get my lesson across. For you guys, I know for you listening right now, if you're still listening to this English part of a Russian podcast, for you it's very important to get the knowledge and learn russian and to speak russian one day and to use it and you will know that in the 5 minute video or 10 minute video there is no way that you can learn all of russian and all of a sudden become an expert in it so you need the knowledge all these extra things you don't really need right but you need the knowledge and so i think that the podcasts are a better platform now that I'm discovering a bit more, to train the listening, to train the vocabulary, and other things like that. Of course, when it comes to grammar, the visual really matters. The visual is really needed. So yeah, uh, I find that these podcasts are a bit more relaxing in a way, and they're a bit more to the point. They're really more about what language lessons should be all about in the first place. Versus, like I said, chasing some other metrics that don't really matter, what matters is, if you leave this podcast with more knowledge than you had before, then I have succeeded, as as your professor, as your host of this podcast. So, that's all that matters, and I really, really enjoyed, and it's still a new thing for me, the podcast world, because this is only our, what, 39th episode, and we've done it only for a year, and if we... (laughs) Calculate the average per week. It's been less than uh, one podcast episode per week over the whole year But we are becoming becoming more more consistent with it Simply because I enjoy it. I really really enjoyed and I hope you are too And please if you see any way that we can improve upon this make it better when it comes to content itself when it comes to anything that you think we can do better, please do let us know find us in, uh, on Instagram find us email us at befluent languages at gmail.com be fluent languages at gmail.com all together no dots no spaces no dashes be fluent languages at gmail.com and just simply name your email feedback for the podcast and then I'll, of course I'll have a read and uh, change whatever you think we should change and listen to your feed, uh, feedback. That's it. See you all during our next podcast. And meanwhile, go ahead and check out our Be Fluent Camp with the link in the description. It's our intensive eight-week course that we run twice a year. And you will see the closest date with that link. And I'll be happy to teach you in person, to talk like this, to speak Russian with you in person. So check it out. And uh, I'll see you all there. пока